0: with your hosts mr gray and philly v hey everybody my name is mr gray and i'm philly v and this is the b-side boys podcast presented by central city liquors and today they're special again just like tuesday knob creek make sure you head down to central city liquors 1460 second avenue in des moines pick up a bottle of knob creek tell them the b-side boys sent you and what happens phil
1: uh, you're going to be getting fifteen percent off your order, and that's like what bottles forty nine ninety nine, so it comes out to about forty bucks, roughly.
0: Around there, forty two, yeah. fifty nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, good at math. <laughs> I teach seventh grade math, and we teach percents uh-huh. and tax also. People don't believe that. Did you know that? I did not. You Do guys you guys teach tax? Yeah, we talk. Yeah, it's a percentage, and well, people yeah, of always course, say, but... like oh, Common Core math. They don't teach you stuff. No, we have a whole unit over how tax and percentages work. So, yeah, forty-two fifty-nine. Wow, awesome. Yeah, that's a seventh grade skill right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, so definitely make sure you head down there, tell them we sent you, and they'll take good care of you. They've always taken good care of us. So, yeah, we're off. It is Friday. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Again, a little program change. Shows will be on Tuesday and Friday now. We want to give our producer, Javier... Just a little more time to breathe in between episodes, you know. He's he's really carrying that the brunt of the load for us, so we appreciate everything he does. Also, makes for perfect listening on a Saturday morning yeah. drive. A little so road trips, too. If, if you're driving down to New Orleans right now for the CRC-7's uh, May yeah. Madness, you know, hopefully you're listening to this. Pop this bad boy on. Yeah. You know, heading down there. I think, are they playing in the stadium that the NOLA Gold plays in?
1: Isn't it? Yeah, I believe it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know the 15s in the fall, they played where the Houston Sabrecats played. Yeah. How cool is that? you got college kids playing on professional teams. And
1: some of these guys might be playing on those fields pretty soon, too.
0: Yeah, did you hear that Wisconsin is going to hold a tryout, a Major League Rugby Combine this summer, I think July 30th, around that weekend, where yeah. guys can go up there, tryout, and there's going to be scouts from all MLR teams. I hope it also means that we might be seeing a brand new major league rugby team in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it before: Wisconsin, St. Louis, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Sh- Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Uh, you know, why not the Des Moines area? You could make <laughs> that an would entire, be pretty cool. <laughs> you could make an entire five-team league with those uh, cities. But mm-hmm. hopefully, we see at least one of them come up soon yep. because. As Midwest rugby fans, it's so hard that New Orleans is the closest, the yeah. closest team to us. Uh, someone online had a good idea of this Major League Rugby Golden Weekend. Did you hear about this? No,
1: I haven't. This, You know, they're kind of dropping this on me. I have no idea. I didn't do my research.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Phil, we need a nickname for you, Mr. No Prep Phil. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just typed three-page documents for us to talk over, and Phil <laughs> sees it for the first time right now. <laughs> Response?
1: Ooh, well, I'm ex I I have a good feeling that it might be something really cool, so I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, so pretty
0: much someone has this idea where they want to see one week in the major league rugby season where all the teams play in one stadium, back to back to back. You buy one ticket, you see every single team play in one weekend. Maybe a Saturday and Sunday, three games a day, you see all twelve teams, and then you hang out wherever it's at. And I have the idea wouldn't it be cool if they played somewhere where there's not a team? Someone yeah. said they went to San Diego and did this a couple years ago and it kind of fell flat. Mm. What if they did it in Chicago?
1: Yeah, that would, I mean, like, because we've talked about it like multiple times how much we enjoyed like our time at Soldier Field and stuff, watching like USA playing stuff. I feel like Chicago would be a pretty awesome location for that. Or like St. Louis. St. Louis would be cool. Like Milwaukee would be kind of cool, I feel like. Yeah. I think that would be actually a really cool location, too.
0: Nashville, I know they held the Premier 7's first inaugural tournament. Mm-hmm. That would be cool if they did something there, too, and maybe yeah. started a new team in the Nashville area Did, they, yeah.
1: did they host that at the uh, Titans Stadium, or where they host that at? Do you know?
0: I am not 100% sure. Okay. Maybe you could do some prep work. That <laughs> on that. Next, time I, <laughs> yeah, next time, I swear. Definitely. <laughs> and speaking of new teams in the Iowa League, What's really neat is we're seeing some new teams come back. Mm -hmm. Dubuque Rugby is back. They used to be called the Gentlemen of Dubuque. They now go by, I think, the second best name in Iowa (laughs) behind the Wombats, the Dubuque Riverboat Gamblers. Phil, you saw them firsthand at All-Iowa. They won.
1: Yeah, no, they looked good. They won the whole tournament, actually, which was crazy, you know, being a first-year team. And, you know, they had a lot of really good athletes. And uh, for, you know, being a new team and stuff like that, seems like a decent amount of guys had some pretty, you know, like a lot of experience. Like they've been playing for years.
0: They're a first-year team in name. Yeah. But a lot of those guys have experience. And then also you see their posts on social media. They've been working all winter indoors. Mm -hmm. They've had 20, 30 guys at a practice. And they showed up with a full roster. Oh, yeah. We split with Iowa City. Clinton and Cedar Rapids split mm -hmm. uh, or combined rosters. I think
1: they had more than 23 guys, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. They're going to be really tough this fall. We yep. have a full squad ready to go.
1: It was pretty cool to see too. Like Quad City Irish had a full squad too. Yeah, that was really exciting to see. Considering like this past year was kind of rough on them, but it'd be cool to see them kind of you know hit their stride like you know early COVID time.
0: Yeah, before COVID, they looked like a team that could win the D three league. And then COVID oh, yeah. hit, their numbers did drop this past fall. I know when they came down and played us, we had to play like a friendly match of tens just because of numbers, and then now back at All-Iowa, they're building back up. They're getting those athletes, and they're doing a great job of getting that exposure. They're always doing events to grow the exposure and visibility of their club. Mm -hmm. They look to be very accessible over there, so if you're over in that area, hey, well,
1: east side of the state, yeah, go play rugby if you're not already.
0: Yeah, and then also... Hot take, the Omaha Beavers. These guys, did they copy us?
1: Oh, 100%. They got way too much information from us at our sevens tournament.
0: (laughs) Also, too, I was (laughs) talking to those guys on social media. Like, It's really cool what they did. They're a bunch of college kids. Mm. They're going to uh, all these schools in Nebraska. And when COVID hit, their school admin said, you can't play rugby. We're not going to allow it. So they all got together and said, let's just make our own team. And then when COVID's over, we'll go back to our colleges And then they kind of, they're all graduating now, and they're like, this is pretty fun, but, you know, they have a furry, cute little marsupial-type animal. It's similar, yeah. Wombat, beaver, you know. uh, Bright colors, good social media, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like, uh, I really like those guys.
1: Yeah, they are. They're a good group of guys. They're always friendly. They do have some really good players.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're young. They're college kids. They care. (laughs) And also, uh, they've committed to the Iowa Summer 7 Series. We're going to see them this summer at everything. Like, they're pumped. And then the Omaha Goats, they aren't a new team, and they didn't go anywhere, but boy, are they back in a sense of, they are looking to be strong. We played them this spring, and it was the most physical match we've played in a long time. Oh, yeah. And those guys are still looking at where they're going to compete in the fall, but that's the thing, the word compete. Mm -hmm. Wherever they're at, they're going to compete. Oh,
1: yeah. No, they're going to make it. I mean, like, even when we played at Bremer, I remember playing Omaha and. those were like the most physical matches I'd played in with Bremer. So it's like, they haven't changed at all.
0: <laughs> did you play against the Goats when you were at UNI?
1: I don't remember if I did or not. I remember going to Wayne State, but I don't know if I played them at 15s at all. Oh. Maybe once.
0: Ridgway and I, we played against the Goats when we were at UNI, and they were D2 at the time, and they beat the hell out of us. <laughs> it was a learning experience of like, hey, you think you're good. This is what men's rugby is like. And, I mean, they're good dudes, but boy, did they they took it to us. And so, good to see that, you know, people are coming out of COVID. They're rebuilding. Things are looking good. So, hopefully, we see the return of teams like, I don't know, Blackhawk over in cool. Waterloo, Gopher yeah. College in Algona, the Storm Lake Albatross. Could we see some more teams pop up? Could we see some brand new teams? Maybe... In the, the Ames-Boone area, Whoa. Oskaloosa, I heard some rumblings.
1: Wasn't during oh. one of the AGMs, didn't we have a guy who was looking to start a team like near Pella?
0: I think Oskaloosa. It was it Oskaloosa? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I guess they're uh, by each other, yeah. And then there was someone in like the Jefferson-Boone area mm-hmm. also. I talked to a few people. So, I mean, as these numbers in high school and college grow we could hopefully see more teams, because more rugby, I mean, when, what's the saying, the boat saying, rising tide raises all ships. All ships, yep. You know, so I think that's kind of the motto we all have here, so. And when we get into part two of the interview with Andrew Ridgway, we talk about new teams for high school school. rugby. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID, we took a dip. What is it going to look like when we get back into things with high school teams? How do we get those teams back? Andrew Ridgway has all the answers, and they are finite, and they... 100% 100% concrete, airtight <laughs> uh, and as he's walking into the studio, he's shaking his head no. So we'll see what he says. But
1: he'll figure it out he'll for everybody.
0: Out. Well, I trust him. <laughs> and so, you know what? I think it's that time. I think it's time we pour Andrew Ridgway out a nice tall glass of Knob Creek and like nice, like it doesn't need anything. So you know what? There's nothing left to say, but Javi play that Music <laughs> And we are here for part two of our interview with Ridgeway. Now that he's sat down, Phil, pour him a nice tall oh, yeah. glass. yeah, here we go, Ridgeway. Ridgeway.
1: I got you. There we go. Oh yeah.
0: What would you do with, you know, some whiskey like that? What, what's your favorite way to mix it?
1: You wouldn't just drink it straight, would you? I'd probably I mean, do, you a do it on the cocks. Whiskey rocks are good.
0: I was good. about to say whiskey. Coke what would you
1: coke? do, Phil? Oh, dude, old fashions, 100%. Or Manhattan's—they're like kind of the same thing. A funny story about old fashions. So, uh, one of our good buddies, uh, Wes Moss, uh, got married this past May, and it was like me, John Schwarty, S. um, you know, some you and I guys were ever hanging out. And uh, me and John got to the uh venue a little bit behind time, and I saw that Bo and S. were already like tying some off, so I'm like, I gotta get some drinks quick. And I go up and I get me and Bo and Old Fashioned each. Well, then next thing I know, like, right when they're bringing them out, like, oh, we gotta get seated, you know, like, they're starting pretty soon, so I'm like, well. I guess I'm gonna have to like chug this quick, so I slam this old fashioned really quick, and I just set it down. And the bartender looks at me. He's like, "I have never seen anybody slam an old fashioned before." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's weird." He's like, "Yeah, okay, that'll be $13." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well
0: worth it. Pretty good old fashioned. It was a really good
1: old fashioned. You did a good job. Yeah,
0: just wish you could like sit down and enjoy it. Yeah,
1: it's not a chug and drink. It should have just got a shot. Oh <laughs> well, yeah.
0: No, definitely. i got to
2: say, Mr. Gray, uh, you're a great math teacher. You're really good at percentages, but uh, you're no bio teacher. A beaver <laughs> is not marsupial-ish. <laughs> Originally caught that at the no end. No pouch.
0: <laughs> okay, I was directionally correct with... Like, they're similar.
2: They both have fur. They're both small.
0: They're both cute. That's about it. They're fun. They're funny mascots. Beavers don't have pouches?
2: Pretty sure they don't. I not think so. They have stick forts.
0: So that brings us to our very first question part two of the interview. You ran the boys Iowa Youth Rugby Association State Tournament a couple weeks ago at Tiger Field. You know, you're the director of operations for Valley, but you ran the state tournament, but you didn't have a dog in the fight. What was that like? What's it like? You know, you got the whole state tournament there, uh, a lot of pressure, you got all these families from Waverly and Southeast Polk. How How did you manage it?
2: Yeah, first of all, like what a privilege to host the state tournament for all these people. It was like... Probably almost a thousand people all in one spot that I was kind of responsible for making sure they had a good time. And uh, as part of the IYRA, we've been trying to make a push to making rugby look more professional and kind of like a like a real varsity school sport that we can be proud of in Iowa. And so part of that is making sure we have a clean, good tournament. And rugby, you know, I'm sure you guys know it's always been a very communal sport. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of teams that kind of linger on the sideline. You hang out in your camp, then you hop out on the field and you play. Um, but one thing we're trying to do is um, kind of keep keep loiterers off the field, Mm -hmm. so that's a big part of my job, and keep everything looking crisp. And i got to say, every team that showed up, every team that showed up did a great job of making rugby look good that day. We packed the stands, we sold out the concession stand, and I saw some really good rugby. Um, You know, rugby in Iowa is growing. You have a lot of new kids trying it out for the first time. So some of the teams are really young that make it into that state tournament, and it shows a little bit on the field, but Mm -hmm. the cream rises to the top. Uh, and those last couple of games, especially like Fort Dodge, Southeast Polk,
1: Waverly, Urbindale, Ankeny, those teams are looking sharp this year. We were talking about it, like, every single match in that tournament, I swear, like, especially, like, the last couple was just down to, like, the last couple seconds. Nail-biter, just super exciting rugby. Like, it was, like Gray's giving me shit about it so many times. Every time I ever talk about it, he's like... I'm like, that's one of the best state tournaments I've ever been to. He's like, how many have you been to? You know, like, I've been I to I've been a best. decent
2: amount. <laughs> so, so that, like the second to last game, it was Fort Dodge against, what was it? It was either Urbandale
1: or uh, CR Washington, right? CR yep. Washington. Was, For the fifth place match. It was match. fifth place, yep. yeah.
0: Yep.
2: But it's Fort Dodge. I remember like thinking the last two and a half games were incredible. It was like Fort Dodge oh, wow. was down by like three tries. The other team got a yellow card. And in the last two and a half minutes, scores three tries to come back. And then like the, the state final was incredible between... Oh between Waverly and Ankeny it was just back and forth the whole time like came down to the last 10 seconds
0: yeah Yeah. And that like you said, the, the quality of the matches it wasn't it's not like oh those matches were close so it must have been good no it was good and then that made it close the teams were so well matched mm. of athletes coaching mm. like the coaches coaching the players up skill, and geez. the skill and yeah. the restart kicks almost yeah. every single one was on the money at 10 oh yeah you know like a kickoff up in the air, really high, 10 meters, and that was an offensive play for some teams. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that years ago. It was just like, I don't know, boot it deep. So There was times teams would pump the ball to start the game, and it was like, well, it'll take too long to restart. No, not here. I mean, you gotta tap it off your foot on a penalty. We got our lineouts. Mm-hmm. Conversion kicks. I mean, conversion kicks, if certain teams make more, we would have had a different state tournament final. You know, oh, So I think that's something that's really cool. And then, yeah, you hosting it it did feel like from i was up in the booth watching you know everybody was happy i mean as long as their team was winning Uh, (laughs) but no a lot of great things and how cool is that to have everybody come in uh to valley to see it firsthand so well done
2: it was really great like you said not having a dog in the fight and just really being able to appreciate the rugby Mm -hmm. that was being played and gosh like waverly when they won it all i don't know what they're doing up there but those kids, I know it's a pretty young club. but They look like they've been playing
1: since oh they were ten years old. I don't know how they're doing and, it. Casey and them are just doing a fantastic job there. Well, like, now man. they
0: are playing since they were that young. Yeah. So the club's been around now for six years. Six years already. I think so. They've wow. been to state four, or they've won state four times now. Well,
1: because I think their first year they didn't win state, but. I think they did pretty well still, because they were 1A still, and they mm-hmm. they beat Union that, or Wolf Creek, I guess, like, the following year. Yeah. yeah. yeah And then last year was their first time winning 2A State? Cause I Because they were runner-up well, one of the years in Southeast one, Polk. This
2: one's their second championship, I believe. Well, yeah, won,
1: but this, yeah, two in a row.
2: Two yeah. in 2A. Yeah.
0: In 2A, yeah. In 2A. Yeah. And so they were in 1A before, and they'd won there, and I remember because they wanted to play Southeast Polk. When mm-hmm. Southeast Polk won 2A, Waverly won 1A, and then those teams didn't cross over, and then now they see each other and the thing is Waverly Bremer County they have youth camps over the summer that go all the way down to elementary school so that's a club that's not gonna go anywhere because of the people that are there the people that are volunteering investing their time and kids are getting a rugby ball in their hand at the age of six seven Mm. they're gonna be good forever oh yeah because of that How are you going to compete against that? By having other youth camps. Yeah, you got to start having more youth camps, get more kids out. Shit. Yeah, other people are going to have to step up and do that. And I think another thing, too, talking about Casey and just the, the volunteering he did, he also is now running a high school 15s select site over the summer. Kind of following in the footsteps of the gaps. He took a lot of of that talent that you were talking about, Ridgeway, in the state tournament. Now taking that talent, making it into a 15s team, I think they have two matches this summer uh, that they're looking to do. How do you think that's going to look? I mean, I know you played 15s in high school, and it was a league. This is more of like, go to a few tournaments, try it out. Uh, How do you think they'll
2: do? Yeah, it's really tough to say because sevens is one of those games where you can throw seven athletes on the field. Maybe a couple of them really know what to do, and you can do really, really well. But I would say in 15s, uh, if you have guys that don't know what they're doing, and even if they're more athletic, they might not do well against a team that's a little more rehearsed. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see how they do um, against more rehearsed teams, but I think the quality of their athletes will get them through a lot of tough spots. I think they'll do pretty well.
0: As long as they run like a base structure, they have the ability to mm-hmm. ruck and tackle anybody. Yeah. They all run hard, and they all have ball and hand skill. I mean, you're going to have guys playing prop and lock and flank who were centers yeah. in sevens. So that'll be that'll be cool to see. And then you know, did you see DeAndre's post on Facebook about we need to bring 15s? Yeah, it's, rugby. Like, it's like there's
1: like a hundred comments on it. I swear. <laughs> I sure did, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that was going to blow up the way that it did. I Me mean, neither, dude. Sure. I think it was very innocent.
0: Like, yeah. just kind of sitting around like, uh, how do we do it? And people, one thing I noticed, man, people really care about youth rugby. and I Like, everyone yeah. just wants the best. And everyone's situation in their little pockets of Iowa are different. Yeah. So it looks different. And we just don't have the number of athletes yet. And then the schedule of, the spring season is so tough because this spring was terrible. Our mm-hmm. first four matches for high school boys rugby, below 40 degrees and rainy and snowy. And then by week five, it was 87 degrees at Long yeah. Grand. And it was super it's
1: hot. A, that's a hard adjustment to make, you know, going yeah. from really cold to really hot. Like, I mean, because we've all done it. Yeah. And, like, it's not fun.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know? And then you do sevens for six weeks. When does the 15 season happen? Is it only going to be a select side thing? Do you ever see a league like you played in in high school coming back?
2: Oh, man. I really loved my time with 15s in high school. It definitely gave more guys an opportunity to get on the field. And I know that a lot of guys have passion to bring that stuff back right now because me personally, I saw high school 15s die my senior year. And then a lot of the guys that are playing right now are more 15s rather than 7s oriented. But I think the... The winds are changing a little bit. I think 7s is going to be the way of Iowa rugby in the future. I I think 15s is going to be kind of a niche thing that they bring back and maybe take a select team to a tournament. Mm -hmm. But but I think 7s just fits better into our structure here and not having to compete with football and wrestling and all the other sports the kids like to do as well.
1: Kind of feeling like it's one of those things where it's like, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing.
0: And we just keep building numbers with the 7s and then maybe have select-side opportunities, or maybe even do select-side of, like, let's have two Central Iowa teams, we'll have a Northern team, we'll Ooh, have an yeah. Eastern team, and then they could do a couple of round-robin tournaments, and then from the best of that, they go to other states and do I don't that's know. Actually
1: kind of That's actually kind of a good idea, kind of like what Thunderbirds do almost, where they split, yeah. like, East and West or whatever, and then yeah. they play each other, like... That'd be kind of a cool idea to do in Iowa. But you know? will, you,
2: will you have an emotional attachment to that team though? So like, I know when yeah, I yeah. when, when I played at Des Moines and I played at UNI, and I, like I was a Panther, you know, and mm-hmm. now I am a Wombat. Are those kids gonna feel the same way about like a <laughs> like a mush together team? Central
0: Team Blue, <laughs> yeah. select side for four weeks. <laughs> okay. I bleed blue for four weeks. No, you yeah. gotta have
2: something that kids develop into and come back yep. year after year. Yeah. And I just I don't know if that's gonna happen in the near future.
0: And I and but the thing is too at least they get the opportunity and then when they go to college they've played 15s, mm-hmm. and hopefully re- we retain them I remember uh, when I coached boys at Dowling was an assistant there with Kurt flood we had all these great guys and they all went to you and I and none of them played in college because're like eh, I played sevens and it's like you like it's the same but different but
1: I like 15s so much better, though. I mean, being a forward, it's more enjoyable, and I just feel like it's more uh, skill, or not skill set, but it's more strategy set, you know? Like, there's an actual strategy where it's like, in sevens, I mean, there is, but it's like, you got some, a couple guys that are way faster than everybody else and can catch. Doesn't They're going to be able to run by and doesn't matter how work.
0: good my strategy is in sevens. <laughs> Pop kick. I will never be good <laughs> yeah. because of my athletic ability. Pop kicking dummies.
1: <laughs> I agree, man.
2: Like, 15s is the way and the truth. You know, that's why MLR is 15s. That's Mm -hmm. why you see all the, you know, the Rugby World Cup is 15s. But I think 7s is the way for those great athletes to really Mm -hmm. shine. Because you're one-seventh of the team out there in the field, and you can make double the impact that you do in 15s. So really, if we're going to shoot a couple of guys in Iowa to the top, I think Mm -hmm. 7s is the way that they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Whether they end up playing, you know, international 7s like in the Olympics, or they end up playing for an MLR team, I'd like to see guys shine in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah definitely and we're talking about building that player pool up the numbers in Iowa have gone down because of COVID yep. you know in 15s there was teams in Muscatine and Iowa Falls and Ames they haven't brought back a sevens program and then we lost teams like Newton and Hoover of Des Moines Wolf Creek of mm-hmm. LaPorte some City. teams
1: that won state championships yeah. like not that long ago
0: Adel we, we've lost those teams and then we also have teams I'm a big nerd I like numbers Oh, and looking at some of the enrollments of big schools, like Linmar, 2,100 students. It's the biggest school in Iowa that doesn't have a rugby team. Waukee, 1,900. Uh, Waterloo West, 17. Davenport West, 1,700. Dubuque-Hempstead, 1,700. Johnston had a team, lost it. Iowa City West, Dubuque Senior, Cedar Rapids-Jefferson, Bettendorf. Uh, like, the list goes on. I, I have all these schools, all the way down to Algona. Uh, with 443 if denver iowa can have a team like those guys ball out they're Mm. tiny i lived in that town for a year Mm. when i taught at new hampton there was 800 people who lived in the town if denver iowa can like get excited and have a team and compete for a state championship any school in iowa could do it so i think the biggest thing is like my goal for the wombats i want guys to get coaching certificates and go start a new club have that confidence we're gonna time travel a little bit here but in a future podcast, Phil might commit to coaching a Des Moines school. To Kelsey, he, he did commit Des Moines
1: North. I, I wouldn't commit, commit, but like you know, it's there's an option on the table. Okay, spoiler know? alert:
0: in episode five and six, Phil commits. The key, the key
2: though, to coaching. A- high school rugby team is you don't have to do it all yeah if you have practice three days a week and you can only make two of them that's fine if there's somebody there that can lead that practice it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to go in there saying well I'm going to build a state championship team in two years like no you just have to have somebody there
1: every day to get kids on the field and get them excited about it and it'll build and that's the big thing too I mean like I guess you can't always have the mindset of going in as a champion as long as you know those kids are having fun and like they're going to stick with it in the long run and I think you already won Yeah,
0: and that's—you don't have to win a state championship to have kids excited to go to school, Mm. be proud to wear their school crest on their jersey, to graduate from high school, to go to college, and to continue playing rugby. Mm. I mean, that's—I would say that's more important than championships. Championships are fun; they're cool. But I think that's the bigger thing, you know, and getting kids excited about having the experiences that we've had, Mm. uh, or more experiences than we've had, you know, Phil and I, we didn't play in high school, no. but making sure kids have that opportunity, and so what advice would you give to someone who's on the fence, who's like, oh, I'm not confident in my abilities, I'm not, I wasn't a great rugby player, I don't think I'll be a great coach, or I, I just don't know if I have the time, what would you tell someone who's on the fence, listening right now, Ridgway, about starting a new team, because if you want to start a new team, now's the time to start putting things in motion, What would you say?
2: I would say that if you're feeling like maybe if you don't have enough time or you don't have a full uh, set of knowledge to coach kids, there are probably... Dozens of other people that feel the exact same way, and if you combine the partial efforts of three or four people, you can run a team. You don't have to do it all. Reach out to your local club. There are people with the Wombats, with Des Moines, with you know any city that you're in. If you want to start a team, you know, somewhere in the in the Cedar Rapids area, there are people that play for the Headhunters that will join you and will help you.
0: Yeah, and I talked to guys when we played Iowa Falls at our home tournament the Wombats hosted this spring and I was asking I'm like are you guys gonna bring rugby back they had it in 15s they might have played a season or two in sevens I'm not sure it was a very long time ago and we know that the club the men's senior side clubs that are doing well and having uh, good numbers coming back they have high school programs that Mm -hmm. are those guys have graduated, and now they're coming back to the communities they grew up in, and they're grown men. They're playing for the men's team. Mm-hmm. And I talked with Iowa Falls about that, and they said, you know, oh, we want to do it, but oh, we don't know if the AD is going to help us. And, and do the students have to all go to Iowa Falls? Can we get kids from Alden? Uh, what would you say to that? Who? Oh,
2: dude, uh, you do not have to be associated with the school at all. I know for a fact what Fort Dodge doesn't even share the same colors or the same crest so with they their have the same logo their, or yeah or the same mascot
0: yeah. no, right there's so, the Fort Dodge Dodgers are yeah, like red and then yeah. Tom has them as the Fort Dodge Fort Dodge Stags yeah go Stags on my phone are, cover yeah they have the the green and the gold and the navy and it's a deer logo completely mm. different yeah go yeah. Stags
2: man but uh, anyway so Valley we're partially affiliated with the school I do have a, a teacher who's our school sponsor but I really run the show. Uh, I have coaches under me that take care of the day-to-day stuff.
0: Shout out Parker. Yeah. And so like
2: financially, we're independent from the school. We're not subject to any school oversight. And you know, one of the coolest things is rugby has always been a, a spot for kids who are maybe like, not fit in with other more structured school sports. Say so you maybe work too much and you can only make practice two days a week. You don't have to abide by the school policies. You can miss a practice every single week and we can still put you out, out there on the field. I personally appreciate consistency. If you got to work, you got to work, but show up the days you say you can show up. And so, like, I, th- I think being not so affiliated with the school is a huge plus. Um, sure, you might not get the financial support of a varsity team, but you know there are ways to make it work. Reach out to the clubs around you and say, "Hey, how do you make it work?" Being not affiliated with a school, I don't think any school, any rugby team in the state. Receives school funding right now and they all make it work. Yeah.
0: Uh, I know, like Southeast Polk, a lot of people have this misconception that, like, oh man, uh, their school got behind it and they really like it.
2: Say it's it's not a varsity program. No way. It's all their parents. I talked to Cope about it and he said, no, I just had a great group of parents that all supported me. They all wanted their kids to have fun and, and that's how they made it work. He got the parents involved.
0: Yeah. And I know, talking with him too, he even said, he, he had some guys who played defensive line for the football team this past year and was like, oh, man, they're doing great. And he saw, like, one of the, the coaches from the football team, the defensive line coach, and was like, oh, hey, these guys are doing great. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, they're playing? Oh, cool. Those guys never came back to practice. So it's not like mm. there, there are going to be people who still look at rugby and they, they don't agree with it. Yeah. but. That's the thing. You can make it, It like the Iowa Youth Rugby Association is not affiliated with the Iowa High School Association, Athletic Association. They are not affiliated with the schools. They have their own insurance. They're through mm-hmm. USA Rugby. And then the clubs, you have area clubs that are based in the school, but they aren't directly affiliated mm-hmm. or sponsored by the school. They can be, which has worked for some schools, but you're seeing the flexibility is nice. and uh, That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're getting out there. It's, you can do it what works for the coach what works for the kids
2: absolutely it's I, I really run my my team the way i want to over there and it works and it, it's definitely more flexible and better that
0: way yeah so shout out to anybody in those towns i know moose jeremy beswick over mm. at clinton he was talking about maybe trying to start a team over there oh, yeah. like in Doit area yeah. you know you can do an area team like mm. if you only if you have Three guys from this school, five from this school, three from yeah, this so school.
1: Yeah, so you could get kids from Comanche and Clinton to still, you know, go over there and do that. Oh, yeah. Easily. I
0: mean, at uh, Valley, we had a kid who goes to Waukee. Yeah. That that kid, Sam Colville, his freshman year, he played for Dowling. Sophomore year, he played for uh, Roosevelt. Then COVID hit. And then entering the transfer. Valley.
1: <laughs> Just the transfer portal constantly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that, that can be a great way to build a new team. So I know... Uh, Valley and East both went through some rough patches in the past year, and we combined teams for a year. And it was kind of tough. Uh, the East guys had to drive quite a ways to practice, but now both teams have retained their core group of players, and they're back independently this year. And it was, it's been great. And honestly, I don't see why we don't start more teams like that. Like if you, I don't see why there aren't more teams on the north side of the metro area like let's say Ames wanted to start a team well combine with Ankeny for a little bit until you get your numbers up and then you know build a team that way you can start small
0: Boone and Ballard Mm. you know it started as Boone kids from Ballard went and then it switched over to Ballard and a couple of kids from Boone went and then COVID hit and it fell apart I mean you could combine Ames, Boone, Ballard I don't know is Dallas Center Grimes kind of in that area that's at west I think is that more west okay Uh, I mean or North Polk is in that area you could combine like four schools get a couple guys from each one and then as those numbers grow you break off hmm. the teams that need the help you combine and then once you have enough you break off. we we've,
2: we've been trying to get a walkie team going for years like that mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. girls and they have
1: not taken off what's what would be exactly holding that back exactly is it like some sort of misconception with parents about like rugby and like for girls or boys or whatever and like being dangerous or like what do you think is the problem there exactly
2: i i think just uh Maybe recruiting is the issue. Okay. I know it's hard to reach kids sometimes, mm-hmm. um, especially being like a 30-year-old man yeah. trying to get <laughs> a hold like... of uh, <laughs> like girls at a Waukee high school to start a team I, I don't have an end to any of the schools you know I work a job like I work till five you I know see. and so I can't really get into the schools I can't be there right after school to like host a practice right there so mm-hmm. it's it's tough and I think it's really a lot of times on the players to kind of bring that group in so like I have had girls from Waukee join uh the Valley Girls team and they had a great time and I was always like hey when are you gonna you know get a few friends together and start your own team like mm-hmm. I'd help you out but um uh, yeah. Yeah, you really just got to get, like, a strong nucleus of players that really want to get it going and kind of drag in all their friends.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's what Parker did this year with Valley, where he found one kid, Hunter Clark. Shout out Hunter. He's a junior. Dude is a workhorse in the weight room. Plays fullback in football. And Parker knew people because he shoots like highlight, like well, videos. He does for, really good videos. <laughs> for, yeah, for like football and recruits and things like that. He basically showed Hunter what rugby was all about. Hunter got a few of his buddies, and then we got a bunch of football players come out for Valley. Oh. And then. They got a taste of rugby. They liked it, and they didn't really go out and recruit on their own yet. They were kind of just like, "Oh, we're here," and we had a core of like six guys who were really committed, and twelve guys total, and three guys got hurt. So we were working with nine guys almost every single tournament. And then once they saw the state tournament in person, they are so motivated to recruit. They're like, nice. "This is fun, but oh my god, this could be so much more fun if I got if I got this kid out. If I got so once the kids have ownership." That's when I feel like it really takes up. Because like you said, if I go into a school and I tell kids like, rugby's so cool. Listen to my stories and watch this video. They go, you're kind of old and you're kind of a douche. Um, I don't care. But if the kid does it themselves and then they go, okay, this is cool. Kids will listen to other kids more than they'll listen to oh. us. And they'll be like, get out of here, old man. Hm?
2: I've done it before. I've sat, i I got like a folding table and I set out with my little recruiting posters at Valley at lunchtime and I got (laughs) kids to put all their email addresses on a line and I, I got a few kids out of it, for the but for the most part, and they all sit there and they go, oh, this is this weirdo who's 30 years old <laughs> hanging out old inside the lunchroom. And I, trying I, to get my email. Weird. I did not do that again.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why it was nice to have someone like Parker who understands like social media. And he graduated from Valley a few years ago. Yeah, he's like... pretty
1: young, too, isn't he? How yeah. old's Parker? He's got to be, like, early 20s, right? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. He's just so mature for his age. Yeah. You wouldn't even know <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: And what's cool, too, is that, you know, it kind of brings me into the next thing here, the kids that graduate uh, from the boys' season this year, you know, they're 18, they graduated, they can play in the Iowa Summer Sevens series. Yeah. So we've had some recent graduates come out to Wombat's practice for Carl. Sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. You owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Cut that hobby. <laughs> Uh, But no, those kids, they can play in the Iowa Summer 7 Series. They can keep playing. Even if a kid is going off to college, Mm. you can play in the Summer 7 Series, and then that'll prep you for college. So hopefully we see some of those kids trying it out, uh, whether it be for the Wombats or for wherever they're at. Keep playing rugby. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, I don't Uh, think Ridgeway's going to play the Iowa Summer 7 Series. Uh, (laughs) They just released it recently. Mm. The Iowa City Block Party 7s is the first stop.
1: Yep, that's the 25th, right? Yep, 25th, June, 25th June. yep.
0: And then July 16th is the is Capital, Capital City 7s yep. in Des Moines.
1: And then the 23rd is Quad City Irish. Quad City Which Irish. is kind of cool to get to host one. We've never been to Quad City to do rugby stuff yet, so that'll be fun. I'm excited the to go. Last
0: time I was there to do rugby stuff in the Quad City area was for a collegiate select side. Man, that was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> I was in college. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for Summer 7s this year. I mean like it seems like there's a few less stops, but it'll be it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it's cuz there's leather balls. At, uh, yeah, I forgot about June leather balls. Mad Jacks, yeah. Mad Jack 7s, it's a national qualifier for 7s. Mm-hmm. There's another national qualifier I think up in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's also July 30th if you're a UNI Panther, Alumni UNI weekend. weekend. And then August 6th is Irish Fest. And then you get into mid-late August, and that might be 15
1: season. Yeah. So, so I guess there is quite a bit going on. It's just not so much yeah. Iowa 7 Series, it's other stuff, too. It seems
2: like the Iowa 7 Series is struggling to find its place amidst all these national qualifiers
1: and other tournaments. Yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, like, I don't know. I think it's pretty good for us, though. Like, I mean, like, I guess not specifically Wombats, but, like, Iowa as a whole, you know, kind of getting those guys a little more exposure and, Maybe compete on a national level because there are people in Iowa that are very competitive sevens players. So
0: Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where if there's too much rugby, like, I feel like a lot of people, it's hard to commit to every single event, mm. and then we have the fall season come up in August, September, October. That's eight to 12 weeks straight of rugby yep. you know, for guys who are married, have kids, maybe there's a Little League Soccer or something on a mm. Saturday, or you have a new baby on the way, or you just had a baby. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's, and then people have weddings. It's yeah. hard to commit. You know, if you commit to everything in the summer, everything in the fall, that's almost 20 straight weeks of rugby. And yeah. we had a spring season, so maybe it's good to take a few weeks off in the summer. Yeah. See the family.
1: Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I can agree with that 100%. It's like, I remember when we started, you know, Wombats and everything, and it felt like just nine months of rugby. Yeah. Just because we had so much going on. Like, it just felt non-stop.
0: We are push, 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 yeah. grow, grow, grow.
1: It was a lot on the core
2: group of veteran guys it right was. here at the beginning.
0: Yeah. But now we got some young, some young blood in there. Yeah. They're taking over some things. And that's why, too, high school kids, play for us this summer. <laughs> oh, also, <laughs>
2: for those young guys who are listening that are on the Wombats right now, or even that are thinking about it, join up for those Summer 7s tournaments. Like, form your own team. Get guys involved. I know some of us veteran guys want to take the summer off, but... Form your own team. Go to these tournaments. Make it happen, man.
0: You got big plans for the summer, like in life, not like just, not in, general. just in general.
2: I'm gonna take it pretty easy this summer. I think I'm gonna yeah. do a lot of camping. I'm just gonna hang out outside.
0: Yeah, did you
2: say you're camping this weekend? I am
0: camping this weekend.
2: Where? Uh, I'm going to Ledges State Park with my six-week-old baby boy. Ooh, Ooh. how's he doing? He's real good. He has to eat every three hours. He's gigantic, and he's Not still ready. growing. Yeah. Yeah. What was he? he he's he he was 21 and a half inches, nine pounds, 15 ounces. It's, it's he's, yeah, like 90, baby. <laughs> he's like nine. He's like 99th percentile in height. Wow. He was just all folded up in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> how's uh, how's mom
2: doing? How's Lauren? Oh, man, she's tired. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's up every couple of hours no. wanting fed, so she's yeah. getting no break.
0: Yeah. Uh, you are here having some Knob Creek with the boys. This is us. a rare exception. I was just going to say, get you out of the house. You I haven't
1: been to rugby practice in a month. That's okay though, man. Like, literally, just what we were talking about, you know, getting a little bit of a break because we've been going pretty hard in the yeah. paint for a long time. No, I don't feel bad.
2: <laughs> we finished 15 seasons yeah. strong. Yeah. Now it's been a social couple of weeks, and yeah. so I don't feel bad about being wow. on paternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> Are you <on?
0: laughs> so, most, <yeah. laughs> most jobs don't offer paternity leave. The Wombats, you can take up to, you know, six months. What do, you
1: <laughs> six, do, what you, do what you want. Do man. what you need to do. Uh, July 13th, though, you got to be back full stride. What's that? Wow, oh, you're
2: a head coach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that's when we're starting practice. I'm oh. ready. I've got it all up here. That's it's all up in my head. Practice.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, I, I've been diving into the
2: film, man. I sit there, hold a baby, hold the phone. I'm, I'm in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, so this 15 season coming up for the Wombats, year one, we finish 6-2 and two in Division Three league play. We lose to Bremer in a in a close physical battle uh, where we're only down three points at halftime with the yellow card against Dude, us. We were down that by one
1: point, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it 15-14? I thought
0: yeah. it was 10-7 half.
1: Was it 10-7? I remember it being 15-14 at one point and then we they kind of ran away. Points. And yeah. then we lo-
0: and then and then it got away from us Yeah, we like... We got sucked into the physical, grinded out style yeah. and uh, wow, they just
1: they wore they wore that, us down, I'll yeah. admit it. Oh. They wore us down. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they played Bremer rugby. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and we tried to match it and mm. yeah. And then we lost to Northeast Iowa last match of the season because uh, it was a battle for second place, and we had like a two or three try lead on them. And then again, we just kind of we just fell apart a little bit late. Yeah. I yeah. want to
2: give some big props to Northeast Iowa for that one. So in Iowa rugby, I feel like momentum is a bigger factor than in other leagues. Oh, yeah. You see you come from behind victories a lot when you get to like the more disciplined levels of rugby. Mm-hmm. But for Northeast Iowa to be down by three tries last yeah. time we played them, stick with it. Grind it out in the second half and come back and beat us. That Thanks. was so frustrating for me. I yeah. hated every second of it. Yeah. But like looking back on it with like you know twenty twenty hindsight, they did a really great job. They
0: they, they stayed the course. Like they did their game plan the whole time. Where we we were like all gas the first half. It oh, yeah. came and out then, hot. And yeah. then in the second half, well, besides a couple of bears in our own try zone, but you know. <laughs>
1: you know. I mean North East Iowa. Though I mean like Adam and Matt. Have, done a great job with them because I remember my first time playing a men's league match was with Algona and I played against Northeast North Iowa, Iowa and I remember College. yeah and I remember Matt and uh, Adam trying to get me to play with them like when I was uh, going to UNI mm-hmm. so like I lived in Decorah area or whatever and they were trying to recruit me on a party bus they were fucked up you know like so was I and I was like I'm gonna go play rugby at UNI you know kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah obviously like, nah I didn't kiss then you know I didn't start I kissing gonna... guys until I met you <laughs> 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 but, no, like, those guys have done a great job recruiting dudes. And, like, you know, like, they get a lot of good athletes from Luther and stuff. And, like, they got a lot of corn-fed boys there. They, they do a great job. And i oh, yeah. always really like Northeast it, Iowa. It's cool to look at their team because they're relatively new, too. Yeah. It's nice to see, like, oh, we could
2: – be there in a couple of years mm-hmm. like they are consistently good mm-hmm. year after year they've got pretty consistent numbers uh you know COVID didn't really take them down too much yeah. no. and I really like the way they build their team I know yeah. they've got like a core group of guys that always play those distributor positions somehow they always just get like really good athletes at the centers and the wings yeah oh, and they dude, just throw them out there and tell them to run it's the yeah. college dude and then like, they have that really <laughs> solid group of packies that just know what they're doing oh yeah
0: oh definitely and so Those were the only two losses we had. They were respectable, but obviously we want more. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's your goal for the fall? What do you want to see from the boys? You know, whether it be anything on the field, off the field, what do you look for?
2: On the field, I want to maintain our discipline better. So I want to take rugby in Iowa to another level. Um, In the past, what we've done, like Iowa rugby has been like a really (laughs) hardcore stomp dudes while they're on the ground, scream at the ref be a pissy little animal kind of rugby, and what I want to do is take it to a disciplined higher level, play a, a very strict structure, and let our minds do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to be better athletes than the other guys if we have a better plan. If we respect the sir, you know, maybe a few more calls don't go against us. Um, I, I really think that if we calm down, we don't get too heated about stuff, we can take it to another level. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see the discipline catch up with our athleticism, and I think that will take us farther
0: that's good because my athleticism is pretty low <laughs> so not far to go uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to
1: get older it's going to start slowing down at some point so
0: <laughs> and, and so like what what do you hope for i guess maybe recruiting wise numbers wise what do you what do you want to see from the boys other than discipline uh maybe results wise like oh. how, how will you know that the discipline is there
2: so what what I would like to see uh, last season we kind of waned toward the end of it. We started mm. off with like 40 guys at practice and we ended with maybe 16 guys at the last game. What I want to see is strong numbers all the way through, fresh mm. legs coming in. I think with fresh legs, we don't fresh legs, we don't lose a game this fall. Mm-hmm. If we have guys there every time, even if it's not the same guys. If you got a wedding, if you got a kid soccer game you got to go to, that's fine. Bring more buddies to practice. If we got 45, 50 guys on the roster, we can fill our jerseys with athletes every single week and ram it down any team's throat.
0: Yeah, and I think like that's huge for a team where when you have to make a difficult decision of who's number 23, sometimes you have a top 23 because you have 23 guys. Mm-hmm. I want to have a top 23 where it's like, you earn that 23rd spot, and there is a 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 30th, 35th guy who mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? They did earn that over me. But if three people have to leave for a wedding, next man in. Yeah. And and you don't lose. You don't lose that um, structure. You don't lose that pace. You still have a solid roster. And then also, it's a long season. Yeah, You know, guys are going to get banged up.
1: Injuries and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we saw that this season. So. Yeah,
0: and you need guys that, hey, next man in. You're doing the same job, and you need to do it just as well. And mm. I think you saw that, too, when all three of us were at Bremer County and we made that run to the national final. That was the deepest team I ever played Oh, yeah.
1: Dude, it was a fight for that top 23 spot.
0: Yeah, like, there was guys. 30 who, guys. There They're was guys who were that. coming off the bench who were Midwest Thunderbird level. At. Mm. And Tyson Toy.
1: Well, I mean, he, like, some of those guys, yeah, could have been starters easily. It's just, you know
0: and then if you think about that year too we played in the Midwest Final Toledo and I think at halftime it was a close score we were up by like a try or two mm-hmm. we ended up beating them by it was like 60 something to 10 yeah. and the reason was they had 15 really really good players we had 25 28 and we used all 23 players on that day mm-hmm. and then by the 60th 70th minute their 8 man was like I don't want to run anymore at this defensive line, they tapped out, and I think, mm-hmm. like you said, Ridgeway, that's that's what it comes down to: just keep running it down. We have a full roster, so
2: that depth is lethal. It's not even about like, oh, I run a, the system one particular way; I distribute it a certain way. It's like, no, we run a system. It doesn't matter who we put in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, guys don't realize, like, just because you don't make that top twenty-three one week, doesn't mean you're not going to be in it for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. How sweet would it be to get halfway through the season? Be undefeated and say, "Ah, the next game's not going to be too tough. Let's sit eight of our starters. Yeah. yeah. Let's all of us just sit, and all let right. everybody, let other guys play, and, and still kill them.
1: That'd be nice."
0: <laughs> and like, yeah, you don't have to be relied on. And it's like nothing worse than sending into the group chat. How many clubs know this feeling? Hey guys, who's available this weekend? And uh, fourteen people respond. Ten of them yes. Four of oh, them no. Is it <laughs> at home? <laughs> yeah i can
2: come for the first half but i gotta i gotta leave after that i got a wedding
0: uh, and you're like okay okay we have six front rows zero locks uh one center zero uh, locks our, our eight while. man is gonna be 160 <laughs> pounds <laughs> uh, hmm, all right we're gonna have a flanker play at scrum so like that's the thing too where it's like you're not piecing a roster like oh how can we get out of this it's no, we have guys who know what they're doing. They're doing what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing. And if you need a week off, we have the depth to handle it. You know, I think, I think that's where rugby is different than most sports. You think of football, you have your starting quarterback. You have your starting wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You have your starting free safety. And that's who they are every week. You look at MLR rosters, most teams have a different roster lineup every single week. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make it through a long season. Rarely
2: do you see any of those guys in those key positions play a full game. The props get subbed out oh, yeah. every single game. Yeah. I've never seen a MLR team keep a scrum half in a whole game. I mean, no. maybe if you have a baller out there, but yeah, like no. they always throw in number 21 to play scrum half.
0: Yeah, mm. I was going to say 23. I feel like it's always just yeah, someone comes in in last 20 30 minutes and they and they do great, you know? Yeah. Like you have to have depth. And I think at our level, depth is more important than a lot of other factors. Yeah. But if you don't have depth, you have to get good at others. A lot
2: of guys can play hard for 20, 30 minutes. Mm. Very few guys in this league can go 80 full minutes. So I think the more depth we have,
1: if you can have only seven or eight guys that have to play that full 80, yep. that's ideal. Yeah. That. I mean, like, yeah, there's definitely not a whole lot of guys can play like a true hard 80 minutes. Like, we have guys obviously do it all the time, but okay, Phil, are know, they effective for 80 Yeah, exactly. That's, okay, that's guys, the thing. Guys, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I played 80
0: at lock. The last couple of games, I know. Hey, and effective.
1: you did you did really well actually at lock. So. For like
0: 42 minutes. <laughs>
2: I can name three guys on our team, maybe, that are effective for 80.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, Phil, oh. you're one of them. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, anybody else in this room?
1: Mm. Mr. Yeah. Gray is one of them. There no, you go. Originally uh, <laughs> probably would. not just got too much. <laughs> yeah. No much way. To, too I, much brain. <laughs> oh man. Last
2: twenty minutes I'm not feeling it. Every single game. I don't know. You look like you're That's why i a been trying shape, to keep a little bit of a little bit of a of those
0: things of those things you this new system you have, to say what it is to say what not want other teams to a other teams to a it. <laughs> it's but, a secret. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of you, will figure it of playing us. minutes of playing us. <laughs> I love it because I feel like there's more. You, a took more. You a look a And realized, hey, this structure we're running, we need all 15 guys to be super fit to run it efficiently. Let's run this new system and we can not hide people, but like you can effectively rest and not be short players Mm -hmm. in key positions. Well, and it's like, how do you maximize 80 minutes out of a person? Don't overwork the people that Mm. can't handle the workload. And you, like, that's where you come in as a coach and it's like, Thank God you did that because I feel like last time we played, my cardio is not where it needs to be, but yet I was able to play longer because of your structure and that actually takes thought.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and all the things you sent us and stuff too have been extremely helpful and like, I mean, I don't know, we tested in the spring and it's just, I thought it went really well. I think, the, I think the key
2: is going to be sticking to it and letting the system work itself out. Let's move that ball in the way that we have described without giving too many details and let the holes open up in front of us.
0: Yeah, I do know there was a couple times when we played, I think, Iowa Falls where I was in a position I'm not normally in mm. and there was space that I didn't normally see and I got really excited and I undercut. A backline player for a ball because I'm like oh this is so cool and you even looked you're like that wasn't yours and I'm like oh and it's gonna take time to get there and I think you know it'll it'll be fun
2: the greatest thing about what we've figured out is it doesn't have to be perfect every time is there's room in the system in every single one of our uh, attack areas for slack And that's where I think we're going to excel, is providing slack for our guys Mm -hmm. to make mistakes, to be tired, and still be effective.
0: Because before in that, the previous system we ran, there was no room for slack or someone like, oh, I'm stuck in a ruck. I can't can't get to the next pod. I can't recycle. Well, if you're not there, we're going to turn ball over. Where now okay, maybe we don't have as many options, but we're not going to lose that ball, and
2: then we can try again. Yeah, the 1-3-3-1 is what you're talking about. (gasps) What else would we be running? (laughs) The teams that run the 1-3-3-1, (laughs) example, Bremer, if you can do it well, you do it really, really well. they do do it really well. But if you can't bring that level of competence and excellence and cardio to the 1-3-3-1, you might as well not be doing it.
0: That's why we stopped. And that's why we're doing something (laughs) different. Mm.
1: Speaking of of different. You can cut that if you want. (laughs) 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 Do you want to polish out the rest of this Knob Creek? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you might as well. There you go. Oh, Uh, just me? Well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: hey, Ridgeway. speaking of 80 minutes, I think we could go another full 80. But we know you've got a family at home. We appreciate you joining us.
2: It's bath night.
0: (laughs) Oh. All right, so no, thanks for joining, man. That was a yeah. lot of fun. I
2: had a blast. Thanks, guys, for really and, and also it. thanks for this excellent Knob Creek. We killed it tonight, dude. Yeah, yeah. we bottom. actually really down that. <laughs> we yeah. quite a bit. Actually. It actually like <laughs> tastes better every sip. Yeah,
0: like that's, 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 ha- empty. that's, that's empty. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a whiskey guy. Thank you, Central
1: City Liquors, decent. man.
0: Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Ridgeway. Uh, I'm sure we will see you soon tomorrow morning. Right? Yeah. Tomorrow morning CrossFit, baby. I'll try to make it to CrossFit tomorrow morning. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Alright, and that was part two of our interview with Ridgeway. Without an E.
1: Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? It's like between the Ridge and the Way, you would think there'd be an E, but there is no E. And I've known Ridgeway for 10 years at least. Shut up, Phil. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I think I've known him for ten years. There's no e.
0: I can't believe it. Oh yeah. Oh look at you, Mister. No one knows how to say or spell I, your I, last I, name. I, yeah, no, no, no right. I thought
1: you were gonna bring successful. up. I thought you were gonna bring up the percentages and the taxes again. It's like you don't know how to do that either.
0: No, there's gonna be a ten percent tax on Phil for every time he messes something up or doesn't prep. Oh my god. Oh
1: my god. I'm gonna be owing a lot of money then. <laughs> oh man.
0: No. Uh, that makes it also hard when you text Ridgeway and you're like. Hey, what's up, Ridge? Do I, like...
1: Get a message for two days later.
0: (laughs) that. And also, like, do you put an E at the end of it? It doesn't make sense. to just R-I-D-G. I I don't know. Life is tough. It is hard. But you know what else? You know, it's Friday. Tomorrow, the CRC7 starts. Yeah. So, again, we've posted that on social media. There's seven teams from Iowa, and then Wayne State makes eight. That's so crazy. There's so many local connections. So just good luck to everybody. And if you're listening to this... Turn on the Rugby Network app or CBS Sports Network on your TV, go to their website, find the schedule, because not everything is going to be filmed, but if you can watch some rugby with some Iowa people at a very high level, what a great experience for these college kids. I feel like we focused a lot on it, but it's because it is such a cool opportunity. Uh, It's the biggest sevens college tournament in the country.
1: Yeah, No, it's been huge since uh, since I've ever started playing rugby. They were having the CRC in like Philly, I guess, when I yeah. first got into rugby, which was like 2013. But there was only yes, like yeah.
0: 8, 12, 16 teams. Yeah, and, no, yeah.
1: and there they they be... was like Cootstown, like Cal and shit like that. You know, oh, like, yeah. It's like a bunch of so good cool. Yeah, Yeah, so good. You guys are, yeah. They are <laughs> so much better know, than us. They are, but they're way better. <laughs> with <their> degrees. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <But> scholarships. Do you know Cal actually doesn't do scholarships?
0: Do they really not?
1: Uh-huh. That is wild. And they were like one of the best teams in the nation, like every year. Yeah. No, oh. They don't they do not do scholarships. Wow. Because the program is that good. I learned and something new every day on this thing. Yeah, their <laughs> coach,
0: Jack Clark, and then their assistant coach, Tom Billups, who is from Iowa. Oh. Uh, he was actually the guy who identified Paul Emmerich for the USA. No shit. Yeah. That is wild. And I went to a coaching clinic like eight years ago. Iowa Youth Rugby put on, and Tom Billups was there and told that story. Wow. Wild. Dude. Interesting, wow. right? Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, definitely. And so. Uh, do you know how many teams are there this weekend for the CRC? I feel like
1: it's a lot. I'm not exactly sure of the number. Just guess one number. Well, it depends. Like what? Di- so this is all, like, the, all the divisions.
0: Everybody: men's, women's, premier, small club, D1, D2. Oh God,
1: dude! I want to throw out like this is gonna probably sound absurd. Like 72. Is that a lot? A hundred. A hundred? I was kind of. Yeah. yeah. was kind of close, yeah. but not really.
0: No, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. So. Make sure you get out. You watch that. Have some fun this weekend. Watch rugby. Play yeah. rugby. 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 Go cats. Yeah. Go that. Go yes. Yeah, we're biased. We're a little biased.
1: Well, go to, go all Iowa teams. I want to see them all do well.
0: Fairweather Phil. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you everybody for joining us. Also, run down to Central City Liquors. Grab a bottle of Knob Creek. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Tell them we sent you, and we will see you next Tuesday. And Kelsey McDowell is going to be our guest for next Tuesday and next Friday.
1: Yep, and she's going to be at the the uh, national tournament too, as well. She's going to be in Nola with her Iowa State girls, Fifth. hoping the best for them. They're going to be national champions, hopefully.
0: Yep, and we can say that because like, there's no other Iowa team in their bracket, so yeah, exactly. Go them. You yeah. and
1: UNI is going to win their premiere, you know, league one. So Universe,
0: University of Iowa is in that one too.
1: No, I said you and I. Did I say you and I? Yeah, I might be but, a little drunk. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm saying
0: like. You want to be Oh, brother, yeah.
1: Phil. Okay. Yeah, this is an Iowa team, too, but still. They did meet each other in the championship. Bias, though. You and I. Let's yeah. go. No, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, thanks, everybody. And that's the show for Friday, May 27th. Phil? Say oh, no. Something funny. I, I didn't prep for the no funny part. You said you would. <laughs> I will. dollars also, <laughs> also, $14? Okay, I do have something funny. When I listen to these back to just make sure it sounds good enough to put out, when I do yell, Hobby play the music, I picture in my brain, even though I'm sitting next to Javi, I picture in my brain, like, Javi's sitting behind... Oh, uh, like a pexiglass like, deal? No, no, like, no, oh, behind no. a drum kit while also playing the guitar, like he's actually playing the music.
1: Hey, you gotta start learning how to play guitar, Hobby. I
0: actually am picking it up. So oh, hell yeah, so you're gonna have to... Alright, Javi, let's hear it. Play that Music